Welcome to the Brave Healing Podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I am your host, Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions. And the mission around here, you guys, is to change the world one brave word at a time. Here today to help me with that mission is lead author of a new book that we have coming out, Sacred Spaces, Subtle Shifts for Mind, Body, and Home Transformation. Welcome, Miss Colleen Avis. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. You guys, Colleen is an integrative life coach, author, Ayurveda, yoga, and mindfulness guide who supports her clients through their unique journeys toward wholeness and purpose, untangling limiting beliefs, unhealthy patterns, and unconscious conditions. Colleen believes everyone deserves to be happy and live a joyful life, and this begins with subtle shifts that create impactful and sustainable transformation. And that is really what we are doing with this book, right? So tell me a little bit about even what sacred spaces means to you. Mm. Well, let me start with this, actually. Close your eyes just for a moment. We'll be here just for like 30 seconds. And I just want you to take a moment to pause, soften the shoulders, soften the belly, Take a few rounds of breath in and out. Notice the heartbeat. And then when you're ready, slowly open the eyes and I'll meet you there. So there's one example of a sacred space. The sacred space within you, the silence, the calm, it's there, right? So even though most of us are probably busy or running around and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have time to pause or um, what the heck is sacredness to me? It's within you all the time. We just oftentimes forget to peel back some of the layers or slow down enough to notice it. So I invite you to visit your sacred space as often as possible, which is simple in that breath right there. I also feel like there's really a balance about sacred spaces and that they can really exist in any place. So, you know, for me, mind, body, home is really important. I actually love the idea of mind, body, dwelling spaces more than home because um, there's something about that word dwelling that, that feels inviting about uh, like a sacredness and that there's an importance to know that there, within you, there's a uniqueness of where those sacred spaces might be. So sure, within the breath, but embracing the uniqueness of even how the interiors of your home feel and making a sacredness there. So when you pull into the garage or you walk into the front door, there's something there that feels good, that feels welcoming. And I guess that's really what it is about sacred spaces for me is finding that uniqueness of what it is for an individual and inviting them to embrace, um, inviting them to explore, inviting them to, to practice, if you will, whether it be in the mind, in the body, or in the dwelling space where they can find uh, a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a, a place of inner knowing, if you will. Yeah, it does. I love it. So you guys, I actually happened to write one of the chapters for this book. And 
the chapter that I wrote was a little bit about sacred writing space, right? It was such a great opportunity <laughs> that I had to write about that. And when I learned about creating a sacred space for myself for a very specific task or action that I took regularly, which was my writing, my writing did transform. But what I know you're going to agree with me here, Colleen, <clears throat> you guys are getting my morning frog voice today, is that it's the energy that you set up and the shift of the energy, no matter if it's in the mind, the body, or, you know, my desk where I'm going to type out the words for the chapter. So, um, so that was a little bit about my chapter. Tell me about your chapter. Tell me about the story that you're sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thank you for adding that piece of energy. I, you know, I, I couldn't agree more that it has to do with how it feels to you. Right. And I think that's that uniqueness to you. That's really important. So my chapter, wow, what is my chapter, right? I, I feel like we've been working so hard on this book. I'm like, what's it, what did I, what did I write about? Yeah, so my chapter takes us through a journey of a portion of my childhood where I was exposed to homelessness and the uniqueness of that and the choices that I was able to make both in the mind, the body, and literally in dwelling spaces um, and making a choice in how I wanted my energies to feel, how I wanted to show up, the choices I wanted to make, um, transforming myself from that place in my life to now. and. I think what really was most interesting, and even in reading the book, or excuse me, writing the book, what I really learned about myself was how important the spaces that we have within us, around us, whether it's our aura, our energy, our thoughts within our mind, the music we listen to, the clothing we put on our body, the spaces that we're in, all of those dwelling spaces, that we have a choice there. And even when the spaces that we're given don't feel so good, right, a sense of abandonment, not having a home, things like that, that there is a choice to learn and grow. And I chose grit. <laughs> and, and that's really what my chapter is about, is trying to help others see that no matter what the adversity that they are in within their space, again, whether it's thoughts in their mind or in a physical space, I had both in my story. Um, that there is, um, I get a little even like, I don't know if you can notice the vibration in my voice, like a, oh, I still sense and feel the energy from those spaces, but I know I can still stand tall, take a deep breath, reclaim my space, define it for myself, and be proud of the uniqueness in which I now live in that space. So that's a little bit about what my story was. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to give it all away. Well, let me just say thank you. So thanks not only for, you know, saying, hey, Laura, let's, let's do this book, but also for stepping up so vulnerably with that story. All of our authors did that brilliantly. And you heard Colleen a minute ago, you guys say, you know, we've been working so hard on these chapters. Well, a lot of the authors are beginner authors and some are not. Some are seasoned pros, right? We always have a span of kinds of people at different stages of their writing. But it really doesn't matter what stage you're at. When you sign up to share a vulnerable story, there's a process, a healing process, a self-development process that you go through when you make a decision, first of all, about what story to share. 
And then second of all, how much personal information you're going to put into that story, right? There's like lots of this stuff. So I wanted you to kind of comment. And of course, we're here to say thank you to all of your Mm. amazing authors for, for doing that. But talk a little bit about that process. The process of the authors coming together or the process of my learning as I wrote within the chapter? I was talking about the writing process, but it goes for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I am fortunate to know all of those authors now pretty well. Some of them were, were people I knew and some weren't. So I can tell you that I've spoken to them all individually. And I think I can speak for all of us a little bit here in saying that, holy wow. Okay. Like, telling the story and writing it down on a piece of paper. Oh God, I get choked up again about it. Required a really, a serious amount of time of reflection because in order to be authentic enough with sharing the story, like my main motivator of, of participating and being a part of this book was to challenge my writing skills, to become a better writer, all of those things, but was to really be vulnerable. And when I invited the other authors in, it really was like, hey, this is our chance to together be vulnerable, right? So our sacred space of the book had safety in order for people to be more vulnerable. And so that that was my intention with the experience. And it so came true for me where I knew that I could be more raw, more available to the reader in a way that felt vulnerable because I knew others were doing that with me. And as a result, I think, well, I'll tell you, as a result, I actually had my mom read the chapter before I published it because she and my brother are a part of that story. I'll go one step further and say that I also wrote a letter of forgiveness to my father before (laughs) the chapter. Wow. The chapter went out. Yeah. So a lot of vulnerability in the process and and my tears are of joy. I, I wish him well and everyone is part of my story. A lot of joy. But as you can tell, it's still, the energy is still real, right? Um, and being able to be really vulnerable, I, yeah, I figured out where to put commas better and how not to have such long run-on sentences. <laughs> Thank you, Laura DeFranco and Brave Healer staff and team. But really, it was about a personal journey and the healing that comes from putting your words out there and knowing that someone might read it and have just even a moment of connection or transformation for themselves to better or improve or see the light come on within a sacred space that's their unique way, you know, mic drop for me. Um, It really was about like this personal transformation. And then thank you to all the readers that haven't even read it yet at this moment where I was like, oh, I feel held by them. I feel held by them because I think they might too feel a little bit of vulnerability as a result of, of, of I know my chapter and I'm sure of the other authors. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Got a little, got a little. Hey, <laughs> no, that's, um, that's not something to apologize for. You want, uh, you want to make me say welcome to Brayfuller Productions <laughs> because that's part of the mission. And you just so beautifully helped uh, me feel that even deeper. Listening to the authors talk about the process just turns me on so much when I feel that, I, you know, you're feeling it. So I'm feeling it. And so our readers are feeling it. And, and I want to change the way we write our stories like that. Yeah. The commas. Yeah. The run on sentences. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're getting people over their fear of not good enough too, in terms of the writing, like, you know, there's editors and proofreaders for that. Y'all like put that aside. The real work (laughs) is what you talked about. 
Yeah. You know, the real work is what you talked about. And then, and, um, a book that is meant to help the world heal has to start with the author being in the process. And that is what every, you did it and your whole author cast did it. So again, all of you, thank you. So, okay. So this is perfect because (laughs) the other theme here is, something that's really important to me. Sacred Spaces is full of authors, including yourself, who take a holistic approach to life and healing and transformation. So why is holistic important here Hmm. to you? Yeah, I mean, holistic to me is really important because the first thing that comes to mind is interconnectedness. It's like the the best way for me to explain for me and why that was so important, why why the why I live my life in a holistic approach and way, is because it allows me to bring my mind, my body, my home, all the sacred spaces that come with all of those pieces into an intertwining, into an interconnectedness, and to me, it's that wholeness in which we can cultivate for ourselves that actually is there. That again, we can peel those layers back on where we get to shine, right? Where we get to be comfortable and, and, and proud of our unique purpose. It's where we as a whole recognize that we are part of a whole, right? It's like the whole in the whole. <laughs> it's, that, it's, that, it's that beauty of oneness, that, that beauty of when I breathe out, there's something else in nature that's benefiting from that exchange. And I too, when I breathe in, that same level of interconnectedness and maybe there that I, that practices of a tree, right? But it can also be energetically or I love, I actually love having to wear masks in the grocery store right now, not because I love masks, okay? But because it's forced me to communicate with my eyes. And I believe that's a really holistic means of, of attaching and connecting with another human being. So I always had this game I played where I would smile in the grocery store at everyone and just see what response I got. And then when I couldn't do that, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And so now I smile with my eyes. To me, that's holistic healing, maybe at the most simple form, but we have that ability within ourselves to do that. And so that's not to say that there's not space for Eastern and Western medicines and all of those things needing to come together and connect. But isn't that too part of holistic, right? Isn't that too an intertwining where you uniquely make those decisions of how you want to go about your own healing process? And so for me, it's that interconnectedness. And I invite everyone to smile with their eyes at the strangers at the grocery store. (laughs) I didn't expect that to come up, but I mean that. (laughs) I've thought a lot about that as well and how we are also forced to look at people's eyes and how, oh my gosh, there's so many things about what we've been kind of shoved off the cliff into. We're talking about this in terms of just getting still and being at home and being centered and grounded in the home by ourselves, a lot of us, and some of us, you know, with our families, but then also having to look at people's eyes. Okay, so speaking of all the people in the grocery store, Yes, I love um, <laughs> Yes, exactly. And if they're listening right now and they're struggling, what would you say to somebody who needs an easy entry point onto this journey that we're all on here, especially with this book? What's, what's one way that somebody who's struggling can feel a little better? Wow. So many, so many things come to mind. And so I'm going to go with what initially flooded in, and it was the senses. Right? We have all of us 
at least most of us have all of those senses. I'll say five, okay, for now. That ability to see and hear and smell and touch. And I think we, most of us have all of that at our, at our fingertips, right? And so as you think about moving into a healing space, it's important, I believe, that your sacred space be uniquely you. And so finding something that you enjoy smelling that brings joy, right? Citrus is such a beautiful, I happen to be sitting here because I'm a little nervous. I happen to be sitting here with a little bottle of peppermint oil because, and it's open because I can smell that peppermint and it helps me feel grounded and at ease. It soothes my stomach. Um, So find a smell that you enjoy. Turn on music that you love to hear and sing out loud to and dance. Watch a movie that makes you feel an emotion or cry. Read a book that brings you some sort of sense of connection. Put on that, the clothing that feels good. Hug someone. If you don't have someone to hug, hug yourself. Really tap into a sense of your senses. And then the ultimate is trust your gut, right? That sixth sense of how do I feel when I'm in this space? How do I feel when I smile with my eyes at someone on the grocery store? How do I feel when someone smiles back? Oh, <laughs> right. And, and whatever that feeling might be, it doesn't have to be all joy, right? It might be a sense of discomfort, but notice it. Be curious about that. Why does it feel this way when I see that, smell this, get a smile? Why, what is my gut in knots for? So really tuning in and being curious about the senses and putting some of the reading down and some of the books down, I know, not, not ours, but, you know, putting a lot of the self-helpy type stuff down and listen to yourself. We started with the breath in and out. We created a sacred space just by doing that, the collective of the energy that's here, the sacredness in yourself. Trust that. Trust that. I love that uh, last one the most. I love all of them. <laughs> and, and you're right. There is a long list of things. Um, even just one simple deep breath in the moment can be an anchor for someone to ground and center yeah. themselves. And um, speaking of that, you know, those self-help strategies and tools, of course, the book is full of these. And what I think is that we're offering all of these awareness gifts in all of the different ways all of the authors have shared in their unique voice. That's, you know, we need all of the voices. We need all of the ways to say, here's how you listen to your intuition or here's how you do, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's so beautiful. Awareness to me is everything. And so what you all are going to read in these chapters is all kinds of different ways to practice. And, you know, this is a practice. What, yes. <laughs> what, right? What does, so, and again, I know that you're going to probably say, oh my gosh, there's like a hundred ways that I do this, but <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about your, <laughs> your personal practice. What does uh, your awareness practice actually look like practically mm, during, during the day? Um, moments of, this the, the very first most important thing to me is moments of connecting my mind and my body. So how do I do that? Yes, breath. I mean, breath is so great. It's free. It's accessible all the time, right? Breath is so great, but is it so unique to hear? Maybe not, right? But not to say it's not the best, right? It is. But I love connecting my mind and my body. So I do two things that I practice every single day. One is I have a little timer on my phone because sometimes I forget. I have a little timer on my phone where I'll stop for five minutes and I'm in some sort of stretch or pose. I'll call it yoga because yes, you can do yoga if they can make cauliflower into a pizza crust. 
You can do you can do yoga, okay? So but I'll call it stretching for the moment. But where I just stop and notice and feel and get into my body. Because so often I find myself in that five minute moment where I'm like, oh my God, I've been walking around like this all day, right? Mm. Or oh my jaw is clenched. And so I take those moments to just connect the mind and the body. Where am I? How does my body feel? That type of thing. Um, the second thing I do is I use the acronym STOP, S-T-O-P. It stands for S, stop, T, take as many breaths as you need, O, observe what is going on around me, what's happening here, and then P, proceed. So when I catch myself in a moment where I begin to react instead of respond, or I'm not even sure how to, I did that before I got on here, right? I was like, I don't even know what Laura's going to ask me, <laughs> right? So I was like, stop, stop. Take a breath, be in the moment, observe, and proceed. And that's why we're here. And so I practically used that literally before I got on here. I also practiced a little bit of yoga to shake out. I have a lot of energy, right? So I shake out some of my energy. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love the stop. That's so simple Mm. and so practical and awesome. I love it. Um, (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I know for me, in the morning when I am feeling myself wake up, maybe still half in a dream, just noticing that I'm coming back into my body and waking up. I really purposefully move to gratitude Mm. as fast as possible before the covers even come off of me and I run to the bathroom, you know. Gratitude on the way to the bathroom. I'm so grateful I have a bathroom. (laughs) Depends on the day, you know, and how much water I've had. (laughs) Believe me, having a bathroom is a moment of gratitude I have almost every day. Mm. Having not had one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm with you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, yeah. In those first few moments, just setting up my day in that higher vibration is one of my awareness practices. And then, of course, um, writing is another one of mine, especially if I want to connect. It's always about poetry. And I try my hardest not to have any notions of what that might look like. I just sit with my pen and my notebook and breathe first and (laughs) ask the question, you know, what you got for me today? And then usually there's something that's moving through me and I'll just kind of do a free write or an intuitive write on whatever's moving through. But that awareness practice, that's what I call that, right? So for you all listening, there's so many different ways to just stop. I love the stop. (laughs) <laughs> and and connect in the way that makes you feel good. So that's so important, Laura, that uniqueness part of what you're saying there, that is such a foundational building block around unveiling your sacredness, the, the space that feels good. Um, I love that. Yeah, yours you're is so different smart. than mine. Yeah. It's different than the next person. And I think we look outside of us to find the way and Mm -hmm. really the GPS system for that is right here. So we need to be taught to listen to that as the way, (laughs) you know, Um, and that's what I actually love about the books and all of these collaborative books that we've been publishing the last year is we're giving you some ideas of what's possible. We're giving you lots of ways because we know with 7 billion people on the planet, we're going to need a couple of ways, you know, for people to hear this information and practice it and find what they love and all of that. So yeah, super awesome. Okay. So I want to know what else you have going on in your business besides this amazing book. What's going on with you? What do you, what, you know, do you have programs? Do you have coaching? Do you have, where are you in the world? Tell them, tell us everything. (laughs) 
who am I? Well, I am a human on planet Earth. No. Um, yeah, I live in the Northern Virginia area. I'm in McLean, Virginia. And the beauty of COVID has, you know, yes, there is a beauty. Uh, there is an opportunity to learn from this obstacle, right? That's how I like to think about it. Um, has really allowed my life coaching business to expand. So I do see clients one-on-one. Um, my Truly, my purpose is to help people really reach in and uncover um, and see that bright light of uniqueness and divinity shining from within them. And as you just rightfully pointed out, it's this stickiness and attachment to everything on the outside. And when we don't feel good, when people are too busy or they have limiting beliefs, it's typically because that core purpose in themselves, which we are all given, we all have, is not in alignment with all the activities of trying to keep up with all the things that are going on on the outside, rather that be somebody else or some false sense of um, what you should be achieving or fear, which I like to call false evidence appearing real. Um, you know, so it's really starting to uncover that. So I love my one-on-one coaching business. I, I also, and, and again, sorry, with COVID, I've you know, been able to work with people, not just here in the Northern Virginia area, which has been really, really exciting uh, for me. I've, let me thank all those people that work with me because whether they're on Zoom or face-to-face, I've learned so much from you. So, so much. So I appreciate that. Um, so yes, I have coaching going on. Um, I also do group work. Um, I do a lot of work with um, corporations, either bringing meditation or wellness or Ayurveda practices into their businesses, which I also love because then you get a big group of people and people actually see each other's uniquenesses. Um, one of the things I... I'm really loving, I'm most proud of actually, is I have a women's group that meets on Thursday mornings at 8.30. And this group of women have been coming together for the last three years. And no one's ever asked anybody, what do you do? Where do you live? Right? We just show up together as a community and practice pranayama and breathing and meditation and movement and things like that. Um, So those are the, the three key things that I typically always have going on. Um, coming up in 2022, which you'll be able to find on my website at subtle-shifts.com is we have a retreat coming up in January, a yoga mindfulness retreat, and then one also coming up in April and June. Um, I do those as a group. I also do them as private. Yeah. I mean, those are like the highlights of what's going on right now and what I'm planning right now. Lastly, I will say, because this, again, I, I hate to frame everything around COVID, But at the beginning of COVID, I started on Monday mornings, a mindful Monday. It's 8.30 to 9 o'clock. It's free to anyone. I invite the world to come if they would like. And I started it thinking, I'll do this for a couple months, and then COVID will be over, and I'll see what happens. We're still all showing up. Um, And it's just a mindfulness practice and a community to connect. But yeah, life coaching and uh, my Ayurveda courses, which will start again in 2022, that are both a combination of face-to-face and or virtual. Gosh. I'm busy. I guess I'm busy. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. What do I need to put down for a moment? (laughs) I hear you. And don't worry, um, anyone listening, just drop down into the show notes because I have Colleen's website there for you. You can click away and you can go uh, get more information about anything that she talked about just now. So um, Colleen, thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being here to share it with everybody. Do you have any last words you'd like to share with our watchers? Well, I'd like to thank you and your whole team. I really would. Anyone that is interested in this type of idea, 
be ready. Uh, I said to Laura, you have to be brave and that's important, but man, the healing, I get why you're called what you are. And, and also, you know, you being one of them to this beautiful collective of authors um, that have come together. It was so important to me to write a collective book again, because we can hold that space. And I think together as we all individually ripple, it's beautiful. All those ripples together, we create just a different level of awareness and healing and, and opportunities for people to learn about themselves and grow. So I want to say that. I also just want to say thank you for everyone for listening. I, I truly believe that it is our divine right to be happy. And there's no easier way to say it than simply that. Um, you have the right to be happy. It is a basic human privilege to be accepted feel affection, feel loved, be happy, feel joyful. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that don't feel good. But as a core sacredness, as the space that you hold within yourself, you have the right to be happy. And if you're not feeling that way, please, yes, sure, reach out to me. I would love to meet you, talk with you, work with you, have a conversation. But there are a lot of us out there. There's a lot of people in the book and there's a lot of people elsewhere. And so if you're not feeling that way, you know, if you're not feeling joyful and happy, you have the right to and full permission <laughs> to reach out and and find the right people to to help bring that joy to you. Nice. Perfect. Thank you. Colleen. <laughs> All right, everyone. So remember to join us for the live stream book launch party. That's going to happen oh, January oh. 4th at 10 a.m. And that's 10 a.m. Eastern. And I have that hooked up down below, too. It's going to be on the Brave Healer Productions Facebook page. You can watch us live stream to celebrate. We're going to have all of the authors there. And we're going to do some fun giveaways that day. And you'll find us on Brave Healer Productions on Facebook. And if you're listening after the new year, then you need to hop over to Amazon and grab your copy of this amazing book, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and um, hey, maybe you are a wellness practitioner who's ready to share your brave words in one of our upcoming best-selling book collaborations. Please find us at bravehealer.com. On behalf of everyone at Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thank you guys for joining me today. Remember, you were born so you are worthy. Your message matters. What if the thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly what someone needs to hear to change or even save their life? It is time to be brave. Catch you next time, everyone. We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters Bluegrass. Enjoy and remember to hop over to bravehealer.com where we'll help you share your brave words with the world. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong. She